Trendy is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, must be 21 years or older. Yes! Welcome back to another edition of Trendy presented by Omaha, the show where we like to compete while exploring the best way to wager for casual cappers. And we have a last minute substitution here. Mark Gunnels was supposed to be the guest on the show this week, but he got so drunk on Sunday for the Chiefs game, or so I am to be assumed, maybe he was just overly excited and not just overly served, that he has not been able to speak for not one, but two consecutive days. We gave him an extra day, and he still could not answer the bell. And it's a little confusing. I mean, if you were in Buffalo or Detroit or uh, the Saints, I mean, not the Saints. The Saints have been there recently. Like, these will be on the, the Vikings. I would understand this kind of reaction. But come on, Chiefs fans. Act like you've been there before because you have. You go there every year. You expect to go there the next year. And just because you're there this year doesn't mean you should miss work. Right, Brett? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, that's kind of my thought is, is act like you've been there before. I, I I would have assumed that the crazy, like when Martin after Michigan won, I mean, that that one that's I get, me. right? You know, that's that one, that one I understand. But if like, you're like a, if you were like a Patriots fans, you know, in the, to the 2010s and you were still losing your voice after every AFC championship game they won, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, I guess, I guess in some ways, like, I wish I wasn't so dead inside that I could feel like that about things, <laughs> but unfortunately I am. So it's like a mixture of jealousy and confusion on my end. <laughs> well, you, sir, are the most dependable person in my professional life. So thank you for uh, subbing in here. We'll have a good week of shows. Last week, Eddie Spaghetti set a new show record, a new show record with a 25 unit week, just wow. absolutely Eddie. dominating the entire week with his hockey pick. So way to go, Eddie. Uh, Brett, you haven't been quite as good on the show, but you have been good, and you were on fire and covered in glory. So I yeah. know soccer picks coming uh, later that it, I I just beg of you to listen to because this guy cannot miss right now. Uh, so before we dive into this, uh, today's picks, Brett, I had a Chiefs segment prepared for Mark, but you're going to sub it in anyway. And my question for you about the Chiefs is – why do we always hear about Patrick Mahomes and we don't hear about Andy Reid in the same way that we heard about Belichick or Brady? Is this disrespectful to Brady? Is this disrespectful to Andy Reid? Or is Mahomes just like transcended all levels that it's not even a debate in Kansas City who is the one who's actually driving the success? Uh, I think it's because there was sort of um, a split in responsibilities for the Patriots dynasty, right? Like Brady manned the offense. He ran that that part of the team. Belichick was a defensive guru that sort of backed up Brady on the defensive end. Where Reed and Mahomes are both, uh, Reed is the brilliant offensive mind that shapes some of these, you know, great offensive teams that the Chiefs have had and the Eagles have had. But sometimes, and it's hard to do that, it's, it's really hard to parse the talent of a player from the talent of the coach. And they, they don't have that clean dividing line that Brady and Belichick did. Because should that, even, should that lead to even more Mahomes arguments though? Like, is Mahomes a system quarterback? You never hear that argument. Not that I'm making it. I'm not crazy enough to make it. But what <laughs> you're basically saying right now is Andy Reid is an offensive genius, and then he's got a guy who's just pulling the the trigger on his you know excellent schemes. 
Well, I mean, I think it's a, you know, it's always going to be a bit of both and you never know. And that's what I'm saying is this is where it's really hard to like tell where to give credit to. Like is Reed just a, a pretty good offensive coach that like put puts the border of the puzzle together. And then he has this brilliant guy that can, you know, build it all in two seconds in Mahomes. Or is it, you know, Reed has these concepts. I mean, look, one of the things that I think Reed needs to get credit for that has made Mahomes great is just the fact that the the Chiefs are constantly one of the league leaders in pass rate over expectation. Like they are throwing the ball where most teams are running it. And if there's and and part of that is is gotta believe be the belief in Mahomes being great. So you want to put the ball in his hands as much as possible. But, you know, I mean, that is something that still requires guts. Like if it's hard to go in. I mean, there's I remember this one clip of Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins being like you know, is you got somebody tell me if I'm crazy, I'm just gonna call all pass plays this drive. You know, like there is that mentality that you can't just drop back to pass all the time, but you kind it kind of takes a little bit of um, you know, offensive ingenuity to throw out different formations where teams can't just load up on the pass, but still put Mahomes in good spots. So I do think Reed gets credit for that, but when you look at like the off-platform throws, the way that he adds value with his legs, I mean, just the the weird connection he has with Travis Kelsey that has come back in the playoffs. Um, I mean, he is a great quarterback. I Reed is for sure a very good offensive mind, if not a great one, but it's hard to tell where one starts and the other begins, you know? Yeah, I mean, look, I've I've spent a lot of uh, my capital on this show making Mahomes bets. So this certainly is not an anti-Patrick Mahomes argument whatsoever. I just think the discourse is interesting. Like we've already yeah. wanted to fast forward into calling this guy the greatest of all time, even though that what two years ago it was completely and utterly settled law that Brady was the best of all time, and all of a sudden, like two years later, the books have been open, and it seems like everybody is rushing to crown Mahomes. And the only way I can come up with that making sense since Mahomes is on his way to maybe a third title and Brady's already banked seven is that you just give Belichick too much of the credit for the Brady pie for all those championships. And I just think it's odd that Andy Reid, another guy who's going to be a first ballot hall of famer, another guy who's, you know, separated himself through the generations as one of the best coach of, of any, uh, anybody to ever do it, like just gets dismissed in a way that Brady uh, and Belichick are inextricably linked. So I just don't get it. I don't see how we could say Brady was the best ever two years ago as he was putting on his seventh ring. And all of a sudden, Mahomes is the best to ever do it, unless this is purely to say, look at the talent on him. Come on. Like, this is clearly the best, most talented guy. He certainly isn't the most accomplished until he's got another four or five chips under his belt. Well, well here's, the, here's the thing that I would find interesting about that is – the arc of Brady and Belichick was a lot different than the arc of Mahomes and Reed, right? Because when the Patriots first started winning, it was Belichick's defense that Brady was managing the game for. And then Brady became Brady, and you got that 2007 or 2008 season with Randy Moss where they just absolutely obliterated teams and like you couldn't make a point spread high enough. Um, and then Brady was Brady, but you, you had that start at least where like, Belichick's defensive genius was giving him a platform to go win. And I think that's why it was looked more as like a partnership where when Mahomes came onto the scene, the you sat the first year, but when he first came in and first started, like from the, the beginning, it was Mahomes. 
It wasn't the yeah. Chiefs defense that was winning things for him. It, he wasn't a game manager that got a couple of Super Bowls. He was the guy being the driving force. So but that spoiler also, alert, Brett. Spoiler alert. They're only in the Super Bowl because of their defense. I know. This year, it's <laughs> that's what I was saying. The arcs are weird because this year I was going to bring that up. They shut down Lamar and the Ravens to get to a Super Bowl. So, like, it's so weird to see how these arcs have completely um, shifted the perspective on these two players. Yeah, money, money. Mahomes could not generate any points in the second half of a championship game. Couldn't get that second passing touchdown. Couldn't do all the sorts of things he always does. And is still, you know, heading into Las Vegas with that pristine reputation and, uh, you know, kind of a clean resume. So I think the idea that the defense carried the Pats and and Brady rode that defense at the beginning certainly has some historical truth to it. But we cannot whitewash out what the Chiefs are doing right now. And in an un-Mahomes year, nobody's going to remember that five years from now. It was actually the defense that carried him to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, Chris Jones, you know, Sneed, McDuffie, like all those guys were absolutely dominant. I mean, Jones, it seemed like every play that Lamar was dropping back, which is something that we could talk about was how many times Lamar was dropping back in that game. Um, you know, it seemed like Jones was just in there at his legs. You know, he he was a monster. And I don't think, I, I, he gets a lot of credit, obviously, for being great, but he is definitely a co-reason why they're in the Super Bowl again this year. Well, I think when you look at the arguments in parallel, I would say Brady is now incredibly like starting to be underrated because uh, I think his contributions were extraordinarily strong and, and fairly equal to what Mahomes has done for the Chiefs. Plus, he does have the longer resume. I think Andy Reid is being underrated, but I think Mahomes is probably being properly rated as long as that rating isn't already the GOAT. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, all I'm going to say is I, I know the arguments are, are there, but it is hard not to enjoy watching that dude play football. Like, yeah. I call whatever you want. Like, I'm just, uh, people are like, I have Mahomes fatigue. I have cheese fatigue. How do you get bored watching greatness? I don't understand. It's just awesome. Yeah. Well, I think that's how people feel about listening to your covering glory picks. Are they bored by them now? Because they're so good. <laughs> yeah. For the, the four weeks, it was actually good. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see if you're good today. Let's give Caesars a little bit of love and get to our picks. You know, when the conversation turns tampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-770. 
Stop. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Brett, we are back and it's time to play our game, Heart, Head, Heater, Cred, where we try to figure out the best way to wager for casual cappers. We're going to start with Heart, and even though I lost last week, I did defeat you your last time on the show, so I'll go ahead and claim honors. And in the Heart category, I am going with the New York Knickerbockers to cover the line tonight, minus four and a half at Caesars at minus 110. Uh, Brunson is absolutely going to be feeding off of that MSG crowd tonight. I think he really excels with Randall out of the lineup. I think Randall takes a lot of the air out of the ball, keeps it from moving around and keeps Brunson from doing his herky jerky thing, which really connects with the New York crowd more than anything else. Ever since the Ananobi trade, they have been absolutely flying. The Knicks have won 13 of the last 15. Normally I would look at a money line, but in that 13 victories, only one was with under uh, four and a half points and that was a four-point win over the Wizards not only that the Jazz were in New York last night taking on the Nets where they got blown out in Ben Simmons's return which means they had a night in New York City so there's a chance there's a little bit of Gotham flu for the folks from Utah so put it all together on the heart I'm going to take Knicks to cover this line tonight at minus 110 you know I I thought about tailing this one but I am I am of two minds as to how this next team is going to go without Randall. I think there is the possibility there that he could be, they could be marginally better. I don't think it's going to be full Ewing theory. Um, but I also feel like they don't have the quite have the depth behind them that to eat up those minutes in enough productive ways to say that they'll be definitively better. Um, so I, I was thinking about you. I love all your bets on this slate, by the way, I think I might get hammered today. Um, <laughs> So I was thinking about taking this one as well, but I, I just, I need more time to see what the Knicks are going to be like without Randall. It is, it is going to be fascinating to see what happens here. All right. Well, outside of soccer, the sport you probably spend the most time on is college basketball. So great to have you on load up on that slate, what you got to lead us all. Uh, so this is just more, uh, you know, this is, it's actually very fitting. This is going to sound like the angry, bitter 
old former basketball industry dude who's literally in his parents' spare bedroom, at least for one more day. I head back to my condo in Arizona tonight, um, you know, complaining about about people that are, you know, actually out doing it here. But from my time working with with different players, we we dealt with a lot of players coming from college transitioning to the pros. And let me say it is shocking the things that I've were not taught and expressed to players uh, from college basketball coaches. And one of my number one things is that in college basketball, you don't get much ingenuity or smart innovation. I mean, coaches are constantly following out their own players and mathematical analytical equations into their decision-making are not around. Um, And so they can just whip their players into a frenzy and some coaches are just good enough at doing that, that they can win 20 games a year. And you know who is great at doing that without much behind him is Shaka Smart. Yeah. He is like my number one offender. I don't think he is all like dazzlingly brilliant with what he does. I don't think they do anything schematically. I love Tyler Kolek. That kid's great. Um, the, the big man that they have, I think, is also going to be a pretty good pro. And I, but I just can't get over the fact that Shaka Smart is a sort of a limited X's and O's guy that just thrives on just getting those kids to go absolutely crazy every time that they play. And because of that, I love taking chances to bet against them. And this Villanova team does not have Jay Wright. And I think we've kind of like pushed Villanova aside since then. Um, but they are solid. Like Ken Palm has them at 39th uh, shot quality, which does a little more behind the scenes stuff, uh, has them all the way up at, I think, 21st in their rankings. Um, so this is like a good Villanova team. Like we're not, this is not a Jay Wright era Villanova team, but they're good and plenty capable of beating Marquette and they're at home tonight. And so I'm yeah. take them on the money line at minus minus one thirty. I just, it's a hard thing. I can't, I can't bet on biasly against Shaka smart because I just want to see them fail for that reason. <laughs> so I, I have to take the money line here as my heart pick because my heart says I need to see Shaka lose. <laughs> All right. Vengeance. Spite pick over there. 100%. I am the bitter guy in my parents' basement. Here I am. <laughs> well, you're taking an unranked team that's somehow a favorite against the number nine team in the country. So right. you're aligning with Vegas on this one. If you just looked yep. at the rankings, people would naturally take the other side. So I would like your side. Uh, in the head category, I'm going back to the well, Brett because this well just keeps paying off, never runs dry. We're going back into the world of first quarter assists. And tonight we're going to play Jalen Brown over 0.5 first quarter assists. And we're pairing it with a new name, which would be Draymond Green. And we're going to take the under on his first quarter assists because they've set it at two and a half as if they haven't watched him play basketball this year. You put those two together, you're at plus 121. On the positive side, Jalen Brown is absolutely amazing in this stat. He's hitting 9 out of 10, 18 out of 20, 82% of all games this year. Plus, he has the Pacers tonight, who have one of the worst defenses in the league, highest pace, so lots of possession in the first quarter before the defenses lock in. Boston's a great jump-shooting team, so all it's got to do is hit his hands last before somebody sticks a 16-footer and somehow you get to cash this bet, which is why he keeps doing it 82% of the time. And then on Draymond, like – his craziness is obviously distracting from the fact he's not the player he used to be. And this is a big number. Two and a half assists in the first quarter is a big number, particularly for a guy as erratic as him who might only play four minutes because he picks up two fouls that fast. He's missed his number in nine out of 10, 17 out of 20, and in 84% of games this year. 
So I'm getting two 80 plus percent outcomes on the season. I like the matchups in the individuals and I'm pairing them together to get a plus number at 121. Uh, I, I, I sit here every week listening to your first quarter bets and part of me is going to slap myself that this isn't the one I tail because you have been on fire with some of these, but again, to tease it, there is a better bet that I like coming up here. So I love these bets. I love your first quarter bets. People bet Toby's first quarter bets. Do you they love Draymond great. though? What do you think of Draymond right now as a player, not as a sideshow? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the way that the, the Warriors system works, it, the ball, he's kind of an offensive fulcrum there. And it's just, I like that bet just because it touches his hands so much. He also has the freedom to push it up the floor. They play at a super fast tempo. At least they have been the last couple of years here. And so it's very, very easy for him to grab a rebound, take two dribbles, push up the floor, and then it's Steph, Clay, whoever, some shooter on the other end that's pulling the trigger on, on a shot with 20 seconds in the shot clock. So I like first quarter over an assist for him just because the Warriors are going to squeeze a ton of possessions with their starters, and usually their best shooters are in around Draymond. So Maybe, but 84% of the time he hasn't hit it. So whenever he's doing it, he ain't doing it early. What do you got in the head category? Um, I have uh the georgia i can't believe i'm saying i'm doing this but i have georgia tech plus eight and a half against unc i know it's the baycott revenge tour but my reasoning is when you look at ken palm when you look at shot quality i just don't i I don't i'm not buying into the undefeated conference record that conference isn't good duke just lost to Pitt at home like that conference is not good to me i i think Hubert davis has done some good things at unc i think they're a good team I think they're a sweet 16 team, assuming something crazy doesn't happen, maybe a lead eight, but this doesn't seem like an unpenetrable undefeated final four team. If they would have went undefeated in the ACC five, six, seven years ago to this point, I would be bowing down. I would be taking UNC minus eight and a half over a Georgia tech team on the road. I can't do it just because I don't think the league is that strong that they should be almost a double digit favorite over anybody. Um, And so I I think road games have proved to be, Tripping points for a lot of these teams. I mean, there's been a ton of turnover at the top. It seems like every time a team climbs into the top five, they get they lose and they drop right back out. Um, so I'm I'm going to take Georgia Tech here. I, I my head pick is just you. You have to look at the strength of the ACC as a whole, and I just am not a fan of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, they've come through for me on the money line over and over and over again. So I'm staying away from well, this. Well, this is against the spread, though. I got him. I got, I have tech against the spread. Yeah. I, I understand. The fact that you like the other side and I like the money line means that what are the chances of this thing middle? So I'm just going to stay away and root against you on that one. Uh, so in the heater category, Brett, I am going back to just another old favorite and I am fading the Hawks against the spread. They are historic historically bad this year against the number they are hitting at like 23 percent, i believe against the spread the next closest in the league is like 36 percent. like it's now like it's just a portfolio bet i don't need to know who they're playing i don't need to know who's in the lineup i don't need to know anything like tonight the lakers are on a back-to-back ron just played what 36 37 minutes last night they got beat pretty bad by the rockets and i'm still taking them on the road against the hawks so give me the plus five and i think i also get the suns and the warriors this week figuring the numbers say i'm gonna hit two out of three and get a return on my investment on the heater category uh i am just the opposite of bullish on the hawks so this is the bet i'm tailing right here i love 
I've heard you and I've heard lots of other people talk about this terrible run against the spread the Hawks have had. Um, so I am taking this. I don't care about the back-to-back. I I just, I never was a fan of them pairing Murray with Young in that backcourt. I am very much, as many people are turned into a Trey Young skeptic as to what he can do for your team as far as raising their their ceiling or even their floor. Um so this is this is perfect for me. I love this one. I couldn't wait to tail it, even above your first quarter bets, um, which always have me intrigued. All right. Well, what are you playing in heater this week? So I don't have one for today. They actually might all come Saturday. We'll have to see how the rest of Thursday slate shakes up. But um, the opposite of the ACC in terms of conferences, I believe in, would be the Big 12. Uh, that conference is an absolute brutal gauntlet. KU, Iowa State, TCU, Baylor, BYU, Texas Tech, like anywhere you go, it is going to be a slugfest. And I, I don't, I mean, even UCF has beat uh, KU, uh, West Virginia, or sorry, West Virginia has beat KU. They're the worst team in the Big 12 right now. Um, well, I guess Oklahoma State probably has, <laughs> has a hold on that too. But um, the, uh, anybody can lose here. So for me, the heater bet is just going to be, I'm going to find the juiciest big 12 underdogs home away, whatever it is. And I am going to bet them against the spread because it'll give me a little cushion. I wanted to go aggressive against you, especially in light of Eddie's record breaking performance. I couldn't get all the way to take big 12 teams on the money line or, or sorry, big dog, big 12 dogs on the money line, but I am going to take them against the spread just because that conference is absolutely brutal. And as you talked about with the Hawks, I'm going to land two out of three. Just yeah. with the way that conference shapes up, it just seems like you can't miss just betting dogs in this conference. Yeah, I mean, that is how I love to approach the heater category, which is why it's my most profitable category. I view it as I just want to win two out of three. I don't have to swing for the fences on each and every one. So if you think you've got one there, then look forward to seeing what you pack in over the weekend. In the cred category, where it's not been my most profitable, but I'm going to keep plowing at it, because I did something smart today, Brett. I took my head pick that I originally had and moved it into a cred pick instead because I believed in it so much. So I'm going to get the extra unit of juice, and I am playing Pacers assist tonight, specifically Siakam over 3.5 assists and Miles Turner over 0.5 assists. You put those together, you get plus 172. Indiana leads the league in assists, and it's natural to think it's all Halliburton, but that ball is moving around quite a bit. They're getting about 32 assists per game, and it looks even better ever since they plugged Siakam into the lineup. Siakam has cleared uh, three and a half. In the last five games, it's being traded over to Indiana, and Turner has hit this number 13 out of 14 games. So Boston has a great defense. But Turner had an assist in all four games against them this year. You add in the high number of points and the pace of play. It makes sense that they're leading the league in assists because it's not a ball-dominant guy like Luka, Luka playing the heliocentric style. Ball's moving. They're scoring. And this is really low totals in a game that's probably going to be up into like the 240s, 250s overall. So getting plus 172 seems like excellent value on two guys who can hit these numbers pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, that is one of the underrated things. I mean, I talk about this a lot with with uh, basketball people that are a lot smarter than me, but there is something to having your lead guy, which Hal Burton is for Indiana, being a pass-first player. It's the old Mike D'Antoni, the ball finds energy. And so it's not shocking to me that a, a Siakam assist line wouldn't be able to catch up with sort of dynamics that are a little bit nebulous at this point. So like... I 
I love this. I love this bet. I think it's a great bet. I, I just, I'm not a Siakam guy. Like I wasn't a huge fan of the trade. He's never been a guy that, that's moved the needle really big for me. Um, but I do like the fact that there, you have a couple of factors working for you. One, the tone setter of this team is a ball mover, which I think feeds into everybody. And two, you are getting the Siakam that is trying to blend into his new surroundings, yep. which is another factor that I don't think lines are going to incorporate into their models is a guy that's like, I just got traded here. This team's been doing pretty well. I need to fit in. Where normally in Toronto, Siakam would drive or shoot something is a plus one or a, a drive and kick that gets him an assist. So I like that bet a lot. I think the only drawback for me was the Siakam one. But but again, I've mentioned this before. I love your slate. I think I'm going to get absolutely drilled in this Monday slate. So I could have tailed all these picks. I, I think they're great. I think everybody else should and probably not listen to me because I have my trendy record is not exactly spectacular. Well, Siakam, I mean, you already brought up the point, has proven himself to be like a kind of natural second banana. Like they won the title once they had Kawhi and kind of that alpha role and he's in more in his natural position. And I think because it's his natural position, I agree completely that he's trying to slide right into the rotation, be that glue guy, be that second guy and not like puff his chest out and say, I'm here now and it's, it's my time. And so, you know, we got to change the system around my style. So I think the numbers will catch up. I think that'll be a four and a half line by next week or right after the all-star break, as long as it's still three and a half based on his season averages, I'm going to keep hitting it yeah and i i always love the idea of you know people that are making the models <laughs> are smarter than us and some the way that you can get to them is what you're doing with this pick which is trying to catch something that they probably can't model yeah. um, which is the how does a guy how does a human react to being in this new setting in this new team in this new role and I, I love I love the way you're going about this. Like I don't know. I'm like I'm standing for your slate right here, which is not great. Not great right. optimism for mine. Um, all right, all right. Enough of the reverse jinxing. What do you got? <laughs> so my cred pick is you got to rush to get this one in, people. By the time this shows up, you'll probably have about an hour and a half, maybe two, to get this bet in. Uh, but I am taking Aston going over the soccer world. I am taking Aston Villa minus one twenty in the money line versus Newcastle. Uh, anybody who's listened to Cover and Glory has heard us go on about the great newcastle slide uh they have been in a absolute rut aston villa is one of the better teams in the premier league this year um they've been a little bit outrunning in their numbers um but they're still very very good and this is mostly you're fading a team that's sliding badly in newcastle they lost a key midfielder contributor and joel linton who's out for the season um they've been playing some younger guys that i would name on here but if you're not a soccer fan you wouldn't know them anyways um and and this team is just not showing me any signs uh, of improving. Um, not to mention that their key offensive attacker, uh, Kieran Trippier, has been linked to, to moves abroad, to bigger clubs abroad. Um, he's also a 33-year-old right back that's not exactly in the prime of his career. So there's a lot of concerning distress signs around Newcastle. So I'm happily taking one of the top four, uh, five or six teams in the Premier League at, at uh, just minus 120 to win. Yeah, I had this written down as my cred pick as well. Uh, this worked out perfectly for me. I get to just tail yours, and you're the a-hole who gave it out for people listening <laughs> after the game's already started. So, you know, at Brett, don't at me. But uh, this is kind of like if you got the Thunder versus the Lakers back in October, and the odds were heavily skewed because the Lakers have all the pedigree, but Aston Villa is the better team. The world just hasn't caught up with that yet. Uh, so I, I like this one quite a bit. I think you're getting great odds, and I am backing you on it for sure. Well, hey, man, 
I will say that the, this is my my favorite pick just because, as you'll find out in Covered in Glory, December Brett, who is fantastic at soccer betting, has turned into 2024 Brett so far yeah. in January. So I'm hoping that I can carry it over to Trendy, but Trendy has not been kind to me, so we'll see. Well, you are in fuego. I can't keep up. So let's see if everybody else can make some money off it. Let's let our sponsors... Um... Uh, Go ahead and get your ears for a second. We'll make a little bit of money to pay our fees. And we'll be right back with the Second Guest Express. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, Brett, we are back. I claimed honors at the beginning. I'll go ahead and let you give out the one that's sitting on your betting bench, which makes it a guarantee to outscore your starters. Uh, well, this one's definitely the the, the one that's going to probably hit because my heater is big 12 underdogs. I was looking at today's games. I saw Oklahoma State at plus 16 and a half against the KU team that's already been tripped up by one of the worst teams in the big 12. And then I couldn't pull the trigger because it's Oklahoma State and they've been brutal this year. Um, So I'm sure that I will give out three losing Big 12 dogs and this will be one of the ones that hits. I'm guessing all my second guess expresses are going to be the Big 12 bets, underdog bets that I didn't take and they'll all hit and all the ones in my heater won't. So I I would say that, you know, KU is definitely vulnerable. Um, I just couldn't get to Oklahoma State. I just couldn't do it. So. All right, well, I'm going to give out my own college basketball one, see what you think about this. Just looking through the slate tonight, I did not understand the Illinois line at only minus 2.5. Is that like a classic measuring stick team? They take care of business against teams that are worse than them, and they struggle against teams that are better than them or their peers. So after losing five of their last six, Ohio State has shown to be pretty clearly the former and not the latter. I need a lot more juice to think they're going to reverse the trend tonight against this solid Illini team. So I don't know why it's only two and a half, but I would go ahead and take it and see if it's a rat line and I'll eat the cheese. I don't know, man. This is where we need to phone a friend to Brad Evans and give you the scoop on his Illini right here. Oh, my gosh. I don't have 25 minutes. <laughs> oh, but we love having Brad on. So we'll have to, we'll, I'm sure he's betting the Illini somewhere as he's drinking his tequila. Yeah, it's just weird when you call him and he has that same energy. It's like, why are you yelling at me? Why are you like talking at catchphrases? What's going on here? <laughs> But we love him. He'll be back soon. He'll be back to college basketball, obviously, before the tournament starts. Uh, Brett, what are we talking about on the network this week? Well, I'm assuming that it's going to be a ton of 
reaction to what we saw over the weekend i'm guessing the dan campbell guest discourse is going to make it on lemon pepper on uh actually and i believe uh i, I hope I, I don't ruin this by teasing this i'll just say this extra points is going to have a guest who i absolutely love this week um please tune into that show he is one of my favorite side characters in a million movies uh very funny human being so tune into extra points for that and then tune in to our i mean our our beloved network is going to just be covering football. We don't have much football left. We got one game. Get your football yeah. takes from our network, people. Waiver wired minus three. Wherever, whatever show, lemon pepper. Go get some football takes because you don't have many left. We got one game, people. One game. And then stick around for the real football, which will last well into the spring over on Covered in Glory. Uh, classic podcasting uh, opportunity last week, where the moment we shut down our mics, it was announced that Jurgen Klopp had resigned. Like the biggest story <laughs> yeah. in half a decade as soon as we stopped recording. So we'll go ahead and be the last people in America or the world to react to that on this Thursday show. So look forward to that. It's the, it's the tortoise and the hare, man. We may come in last, but we're going to have the best take on it. So tune in to Covered in Glory as well, people. Setting that bar high. All right. Well, uh, sorry that we were delayed one day as we gave Mark a chance to recover. With Godspeed to him and all the suffering Chiefs fans who just can't get (laughs) over their hangovers to get into work. Our hearts go out to you. We'll get the telethon phone lines fired up. In the meantime, enjoy the NBA and college action tonight. We will be back tomorrow. Until then, take care, everyone. (laughs) 